Hello podcast listeners, Joe here. Just wanted to let you know, during the recording of this episode live, still not exactly sure what happened, but my broadcasting software was showing that John was on mute, and about midway through the show I noticed that, uh, assumed that the whole entire episode was going to have to be redone, and uh, I guess you could say hilarity ensued after that, so... Um, that's what's a little weird about halfway through this episode. Uh, as is, it John wasn't muted, and I left it as is. Thanks for listening. Good morning, afternoon, and good night to everyone here of Push Comes to Shove PokerCast, a podcast for those interested in the poker lifestyle. My name is John, and we're here at Poker Town. My, my name is Joe, and I don't believe you're really in Poker Town, John. I think I'm in Poker Town here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Collectively, we are in the uh, uh, the mindset of poker, so you may physically be in Poker Town, and I may be somewhere else. Hi, friends. My name is John, and uh, we're here. We're, live. <laughs> we're here. We're here. We're live. Uh, for, this is June 23rd episode. What are we? 30, 36 of Push 36. Comes to Shove. 36, 36 uh, of Push Comes to Shove Poker Cast. For those joining us for the first time, uh, Joe and I are going to discuss some recent events here in poker there has been some type of series of poker that's happening in las vegas that some joe, type of series some type of series that joe can give us insight to and maybe just maybe joe's going to teach me a thing or two about poker you friends are long for the ride thank you for joining us on your podcast app of choice or live at twitch.tv slash 8-bit avenger joe we uh we're doing a surprise morning cast here that's right so I want to thank you for uh, joining me bright and early as we uh, normally don't record at this wee hour in the morning. Yeah, as you said earlier, uh, what was it? Good morning, good evening, good night. Something like that. A nice little 8 a.m. nighttime here in Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, some actual question here. Mm -hmm. So I know that Vegas, people are always up the entire... Accurate. Accurate. Um, they never sleep, no one. How how often is it where night owls rule the roost? I, I think you'll have to be more specific about that, John. Normal. <laughs> what does that mean? Normal hours for standard working folks are like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. roughly. A night owl would potentially start their work shift uh, maybe around 8 p.m., 10 p.m. going to the wee hours of the a.m. Mm -hmm. What percentage of your coworkers of your uh, oh you're talking about poker poker yeah how often is it just like in the middle of the night poker a lot I would say there's actually this thing that I've noticed where <clears throat> probably 10 11 or 12 
uh, at night. Mm-hmm. There's like a mass. It's like there's a bus that drops off all the pros at the same time. They all show up. All the young pros that are like 24 years old, they all show up at 10, 11, or 12 at night. So that's generally when my bus wants to leave. Um, is my idea is I don't want to be there for that, man. Like sometimes they're bad and it's, you know, I make more money, but I don't know. Most of the time they're better than the people that were there. So, so it it makes the games more entertaining, but then your, your take may change because I would say generally it's less entertaining with more pros in the game, but, uh, you know. That's just something I noticed. So okay. yeah, the, the poker players are often night owls, I would say. Um, How but, late does that normally go till? Peak poker hours. Hmm. I would say peak poker hours for a room being busy are actually like 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? That that's when the most people are there. Okay, and then when is like the most hardcore pros, the most very tension-filled, sweaty poker games? Is that the same time slot? I would guess something like eleven to three and uh, ten to. 10 to 12 p.m. p.m. 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. yeah okay okay yeah those two time frames it's like a little split shift yeah uh of i think that's when the maximum percentage of pros are in the room is based on my small amount of experience over here and it depends on the room right and it depends on you know poker pros don't have a schedule right so these things, I just feel like that's what generally people are doing, and that's what I generally see is like twenty-four-year-old pros show up at those times. But, um, and like I don't know, old people play in the morning, old people play in the afternoon, um, but they don't really play that late at night, right? That's just some observations. Okay, but generally, your preferred time is is not those. So what is your preferred time slot? My preferred time is when I can play against the maximum number of idiots. Uh, so the opposite time slots. <laughs> so the, the, the not professional, the, uh, oh, hey, the bus is no longer here. Let's right. get the recreational squad in here. Occasionally that starts at like 1 a.m. Actually, it's what? really weird, man. Like sometimes I've had really amazing games at like 2 and 3 in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say more often than not, I don't. I don't know. Stuff's weird, man. It's Absolutely. Vegas, all right. Yeah. For, just for just me, go play poker, and it'll be it, fine. Just play poker. For me, what what I find intriguing about Vegas and the the gambo gambo lifestyle is just like the the different culture uh, that I at least perceive from way over here in California. I don't think there's a different culture here. You don't uh, think so? Other. I think it's more likely that you're going to hear a common worker talking about going to a casino just because there's so many of them and they're so much more prominent. Uh But 
imagine it's like you you hung out at the coffee shops and the diners and the school and everything that's right next to uh to matrix and bay 101 i feel like it would be the same okay. like i don't know that <clears throat> for the people in town yes it it has an impact right obviously that's where like most of the money well i don't know the actual numbers of what's going on but i'm pretty sure that most of the money come from tourism and gambling um into the city so <clears throat> so what was i trying to say so i just i don't feel like the mindset is particularly different between a dude who goes to aria and a dude who goes to matrix in san jose i just think you don't go there so yeah. <laughs> so That's you assume fun. there would be a, a big cultural difference but i really don't like when i when i see people on the streets so to speak or like you know i went to the chess club and played chess games with them i don't i don't necessarily think there's a huge cultural difference uh between residents here versus like a san jose that are very close like Imagine all of San Jose was casinos, right? Like Okay. That they just have less, right? So the area of effect uh is is less. AWE effects have definitely not yeah. been uh increased over in uh in this zone. That's right. They may zone. soon, as we talked about. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean as we as we go through this show, definitely that's the main thing that I'm curious about. Uh, is just the people and the, the the schedules and how everything's going over there. And speaking of people and how things are going over there, what week are we in in the World Series of Poker? I have oh. no clue, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how how has the World Series of Poker been treating you, Joe? Uh, okay. <clears throat> I actually haven't been playing a lot, uh, but I am going to play today and tomorrow and Sunday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, wait, today's that doesn't work. Today's Saturday, so I'm gonna play today and tomorrow, which is Sunday. Surprise! Um, yeah, today's not Friday. Uh, so I played another tournament. <clears throat> I played. Which event was this? This was the one thousand dollar double stack, where you start with uh ten thousand in chips. <sighs> Excuse me, the yawns. They're coming out. Uh, ten thousand in chips and sixty-minute levels, and that is the best structured event that I've played in my entire life. It's Ooh. a four-day event. What? Um, day one, unlike the other one that we talked about. Um, when it's finalized, you have not made the money because fifteen percent. There, there's more than fifteen percent of the field left. Um. So day one, I had some trials and tribulations, some some ups and downs. Um, I was at a good table for, I don't know, a small portion of the day. Most of the time, it wasn't great. I would have much rather been at playing cash at win when it came to the level of skill of my opponents. Mm -hmm. But uh, things went well near the end of day one, and I ended up bagging chips. Uh, which is where you take them to the next day for the first time, 
one out of two not bad right not bad not bad hype 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 so i bagged actually it turned out uh when i looked up the stats after the finalization of day two a or day one a one b right i played in day one a and i kept my chips so i did not rebuy right mm. Mm -hmm. uh carries, and then and then people played day one b and then you combine those two pools into day two <clears throat> going into day two uh i was on the leaderboards and you could probably find it still here on the website it says i'm from Burlingame, which is hilarious Burlingame, that's so random <clears throat> Not yeah what? i had that's some shit i've told uh caesar's properties my address at least four or five times and they still can't change it in their Wait, system so i don't know so what's going by. on stand by so you told them your address your current address <clears throat> yeah so i think here's what happened i came to vegas with a buddy to vacation and play poker and see how i was gonna do at poker right um while it was on the mind as as an idea for how to make money and yeah. uh when i was here <clears throat> my id at the time said berlin game which was already out of date uh but my id said that so when they entered me into the system they entered in berlin game california for my address right since then a lot of stuff has gone down with me and caesar's properties to where i've given them my address several times and they're like oh are you still in berlin game and i'm like absolutely not i actually never have been since you've known me uh can you change that right now and they're like oh yeah absolutely and it's never changed except online it's fine it's really weird should we should i write a tweet over to uh yeah to the organization tweet wsop tweet rio tweet everybody but anyway uh so you can look up on their website what my chip stack was going into day two no joke uh, i'm trying to find that right I'm, now. I'm not gonna wait for you because it's really stupid how you get there result um, event so i'm just gonna tell you john i bagged ninety four thousand eight hundred in chips which was at the time well over double the average and uh out of a total field of like 4800 people 4800 entrants um i don't know if it's people or or buy-ins but anyway like 4500 of those mm -hmm. i was number 72 what if i'm, if I'm remembering correctly in chips <clears throat> going into day two Ooh. that's really good i mean that 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 sounds that, <clears throat> i feel like that's really good look that's at Jill really over good here. number 72 right uh as you can see from the level of excitement in my voice i didn't stay number 72 in chips Ooh. uh day two was not particularly kind to me when when you come at it from that perspective when you come at it from the perspective of I'm 72nd in chips, I kind of expect a really great performance. I actually kind of am in percentile-wise, I should be expected um, to most likely take away tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, I didn't do that. 
<laughs> because I lost some big pots. Um, oh, no. And I feel like I played really well. There were two hands that went down that I don't even want to cover here unless people, like, tweet me their feet and tell me they they have to hear it. Or they email us at dcspokeratmail.com and say, Joe, tell us our hands. How did you lose all those chips? Um, then I'll tell them. But I think I played really well. Um, but in tournament poker, you just kind of have to not lose the chips. And when you lose the chips, <clears throat> it's bad. Um, it affects it affects you. Yeah. So anyway, I placed a 696th. I cashed about $1,500. I actually haven't gone to the cage and taken the money because it was busy uh -huh. and I left. Uh, but I don't know, something like 1500 bucks. The buy-in was 1000 Obviously, if you put you know a day and a half down poker-wise, that's actually not the greatest uh, time investment <clears throat> compared to, you know, I make that in a cash game pretty often. Um, but, but what is really cool uh -huh. and why I'm not mega depressed about the whole thing is uh looking from a perspective of let's say you and i were talking about this two months ago and you said joe what do you what what would you consider success uh in your world series of poker tournament um results what would you consider a success and i would say well it looks like i'm playing like seven tournaments uh, if I can cash one, I'm going to feel like that was good because most <clears throat> tournament pros that are like crushing the scene <clears throat> that are long-term winners, they don't win 80% of their their tournaments. They, they don't probably win 15%. Really? Uh, yeah. So... Like winning meaning cashing at all. Yeah. So you can expect 85-ish percent, um, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, of losses, of just complete, I spent two days, three days. Well, huh. if, you, if you spent three days, you got money. But I spent a day or two, and I got nothing out of it. Um, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, right? So if, if looking, you know, if I was back then and I was like, what would, what would be successful, this would be a major success. I played in two live tournaments in my entire lifetime that are like actual proper structured-ass tournaments uh, that are three days or longer events. And I feel like two days and shorter are, are very fast. Uh, but anyway, and I cashed one out of two. Um, that's really good. <clears throat> It sucks that I didn't make a bazillion dollars, of course, especially starting day two with that huge stack of chips. Right. Um, but I actually feel like there wasn't a whole lot else I could do differently. I mean, I did lose a lot of chips in two hands, and I made choices that were impactful in the loss of those chips, but I feel like those choices were the right choices. The right choices. Um, even looking back. Obviously, if I could have x-ray vision into the whole cards of my opponents i would do differently actually maybe not um what, what? not on the second 
one but again i don't really want to go into the hands but yeah so i'm actually kind of very proud of my results so far in in tournaments in the wsop however however at the end of that tournament i got home and decided immediately that i don't want to play any more wsop events this year (laughs) even though i cashed my second one and it's like you know that's really positive results one i'm a pd you know pd yeah it's your boy boy. y'all know who it is pd's like dude you you just cash your second live tournament dog like you need to just bust out like 20 more and i'm like no i don't like them i don't enjoy them and uh all the other structures are worse like this one felt kind of okay most of the time but it still wasn't great there were still a lot of times where nobody has a lot of chips and i don't like that man i i really just it hurts my brain and it hurts my feelings when nobody at the table has a significant amount of chips i just don't like it um I'm sure I could get used to it over time. And again, this tournament felt good most of the time most, uh, when it came all. to having enough chip stacks to play with and make decisions. Okay. But I don't want to play one or two decision poker. I'm just not interested in that. Unless I'm super drunk and messing around with my friends, then mm-hmm. I want to play zero decision poker. But... <clears throat> But when like as your primary source of income is not that so that amount obviously uh and it like yeah it just it literally feels bad i feel bad when i'm playing such simple poker if that makes any sense i just feel really bad inside like do you feel it's not not necessarily that it's not a challenge for you but it's not engaging you the right way i can yes like thinking about it now i can definitely say that is correct with certainty as to why i feel bad at the moment i can't tell you but it feels really bad when i'm you know the second chip leader going into day two of a wsop event where i should be making tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars i'm sitting there and i'm like ugh, (laughs) this sucks Is it the, uh, this sucks based on the flow and like what is at stake or the format? Like, what, I think what is it's it just because half of the people, their correct move is to just shove all in this hand. Like that's not, that's not fun. That's not what I want. It's not interesting. <clears throat> and then they of course don't do what is like what they're supposed to do. But I don't know, man. It was pretty gross. Uh, I I didn't like that. I have another topic on the topic to talk about that I just thought of, Sean. Another topic on the topic. <clears throat> well, it sounds like you're uh you're excited about this topic a little bit. Let's see. I want to talk about my table. The second day. Second day. My second table. day table was as pretty close to a table of death as you could get, dog. Table of death. <clears throat> yeah. Ugh. In uh in the poker world, John, we call a uh, tournament table, which is randomly selected for you, that has many successful pros. We call that the table of death. The table of death. 
Yeah. Um, I was trying to make in my mind a sports comparison right now, but that shit ain't happening. So, oh, okay, no, it's like a bracket, dude. It's like a, okay, dude. it's like a bracket of death. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, if, I can get that. Okay. If you're you're playing the World Cup or you're playing the March Madness. Both, Sixty-four nope. boy tournament, nope. right? Both of those, I'm not interested in at all. If you're playing ping pong, okay. If you're ah. playing, if you're playing Smash Brothers, on the Nintendo sixty-four, and you've developed a tournament bracket, and you your your quarter of the bracket or whatever is all really good players, and there's no good players on all the other ones, then you have found the bracket of death. Some may say you got uh, dealt a, a poor hand. Wow. 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 Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so I got the table of death. Um, I looked up on the interwebs on WSOP.com um, the names of my opponents at my table. Uh-oh. And I searched them up on the internet, and I believe 100% of them had Hendon Mob database entries. And in my, the Hendon Mob database is where you look at tournament results. So the fact that they were all in there was a problem. And now I'm in there, uh, so that's pretty cool. But the largest live poker <clears throat> database, the Hendon Mob. Right. So stick me in there, dude. I might be oh. in there already. Oh, there he is. There he is from Burlingame, California, I'm Burlingame, sure. Burlingame, he in Burlingame, California. <laughs> I'm forever fucked when it comes to my hometown. It's Burlingame, California. Wow. Uh, I don't even know what half of these acronyms mean. Dude, when I get rich and famous, they're going to make a Wikipedia article, and it's going to say I'm from Burlingame. Burlingame's going to be like, gonna, you'll be, no, your claim dude. to fame is Burlingame. Ooh, can no, I change dude. the photo for you? Ooh. <gasps> I think you can. But anyway, John, stop. You're getting distracted. You can check this out after. Um So everyone had hand in mob <clears throat> Anybody in everybody had entries there. Everybody had like I wanna say at least three caches, which is bad. And then I wanna say two of them had thirty or more tournament caches. That's a One lot. One of them had like I don't remember if it was 70 or if it was like 300. It was a lot. And uh, he was the 700 at the time. <clears throat> I might be calling him out on accident. But <clears throat> I think he was like 714 on the all-time U.S. money list. And then another guy with a huge chip stack at my table also was a crusher. Like one, you know, 35 or 40 tournament. Not one, but cash like 35 or 40 tournaments or something like that. Okay. So I look at all this and I'm like, fuck. <clears throat> That's not good. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then when it came to, you know, table time, poker play time, I felt way more comfortable than perhaps I should, quote unquote. Um I don't think those players did anything exceptional. I mean, it's kind of hard to play exceptional poker, if that makes any sense. You can just not... I kind of feel a lot about poker, how I mentioned to you about chess, where yeah. I was like, it's a game of not losing, dude. <clears throat> you gotta in, stay alive. In, well, tournaments are especially different, but I just mean in general in poker, I kind of feel like if you're 
just not making mistakes, then you're going to win. <clears throat> Whereas your opponent's going to make mistakes, dog. And you're going to make mistakes too. Like even who the makes less mistakes? Right. The player who makes the least amount of mistakes at the right time over a thousand hours, over 10,000 hours, well, you're just going to get more of the money if you make less mistakes. Uh, is kind of my current mindset on poker. So, like, when I see these Crusher pros that have won a bunch of tournaments and had a lot of success, this guy who's 714 on the on the money list, I'm not looking at him, like, afraid at all in any way. Like, when he raises, I don't think, oh, my God, this guy's going to outplay me and read the shit out of me. He's going to soul search me when I, when I call here. And then I flop whatever I flop. He's just gonna know. Like I don't know. I'm I'm just not afraid. I'm just not. Um, in a way that I was a little surprised about, but I guess it makes sense now that I'm saying it out loud to you. Uh -huh. Like if I think the game is more about making the least amount of mistakes, then why would I be afraid of good opponents? Because I don't really think I make a lot of mistakes. Right now, I feel like I, I, I feel like I made zero mistakes in that tournament. You played the, <clears throat> the poker that you were intending to play. Yeah, I and, and I think I played great, and I think actually I got unlucky. Uh, one, one hand where a lot of chips went in. My opponent called with a really shit hand, um, in a position where most of the time I am absolutely decimating that hand when i'm making the bets that i made so i actually think he made a bad call it just so happened that this time was one of the rare moments that i had a bluff okay um in that circumstance but when i was thinking about it before making the bet i just think he shouldn't call actually with that hand um he called me with third pair on a board where a king hit the river that could be in my range based on how I bet. All right. And it was a flush board, <clears throat> which certainly is in my range for river bets the way that I played it. Um, and I could also have uh, aces, queens, jacks, tens. He called me with third pair. Like, it was a bat. I think he played bat. And it just so happens that this time in this tournament, uh, for half my chips, he he had a better hand, right, when he called. But most of the time there, <clears throat> I would actually be like, what the fuck are you calling me for? Uh, well, he would call, I would flip over my hand, and he would muck, and I'd be like, okay, sweet, thanks, bro. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess you did have some shitty hand that I'm, you know, value betting against on this river. Uh Anyway, not to go too far into the weeds on that particular hand, but basically I had a table of death, and then when I came to actually playing it, I think I played great. Uh, and I don't think I got quote-unquote outplayed. Nobody did anything. <clears throat> actually, there was... No, that was cash at another place. Uh, nobody did anything that surprised me the whole time. Um ever and yeah i think i played great i'm really satisfied with my performance i'm less satisfied with the results 
obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would certainly like to be a millionaire at this moment. That would be fan-fucking-tastic, but I'm not. Uh, but I did cash, and that's pretty cool. Um, and I think I learned a lot, even though I didn't play a lot of tournaments, right? I just played the one bracelet event online. Right. I played two live. Uh, the first one I thought was way too fast, and I did screw up that one last hand for sure. Ah. <clears throat> and the second one, I think I played great. Um down to the very end of it um and you know when your opponents make stupid plays that end up winning them the chips sometimes there's not a whole lot you can do about that did you just uh sit uh stand up at the table and yell into the sky Why? uh i slammed the my hand my hand down on the table and i was like Petey, where are you at <laughs> you shook shook them yeah he was there he also cashed he came out um on one of the breaks i think it was the dinner break i don't i don't remember no it was a shorter break after the dinner break or whatever the Ooh. fuck he came out on day two during a break and i was outside uh vape nation it up or something and he walked by on his phone and i tapped him on the shoulder i was like what's up bro and he's like, oh, shit, what are you here playing? And I was like, the tournament, dude. And he's like, hold up, I'm on the phone. And then I gave him this glare of disdain. Like, what, the guy on the phone's more important than me, you piece right. of shit? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you talk on the phone? I'm way more important. But but then he finished the phone call, and I was like, I'm just fucking with you, dude. Whatever. And we hung out for, like, two minutes. Uh, and then got back into the tournament. He uh, he placed a little worse than me, but ended up cashing about the same amount. Okay. Uh, but that was pretty cool. Ooh. It's your boy. That was pretty cool to see. Hashtag it's your boy. Y'all know who it is. Oh, Petey stays, stays fresh. <clears throat> He's on Hand and Mob 2 now. He probably has the proper fucking hometown, I bet. Uh, not random Burlingame, California. Ah, dude, can I edit that, bro? Is it Wikipedia up in there? What can I? Where I is there fix somewhere my I can, life? Because I have a couple of links here of your name, but I don't want to send it to you via Zoom chat. <clears throat> yeah, don't do that. Mess up some windows. <clears throat> That'll screw up everything in my life. Literally everything. So yeah, that's basically all I can think of, unless you have any questions to say about kind of the WSOP, and like I said at the very end, um. I decided I don't want to play any more events because it makes me feel bad. I don't like it. And the structures are worse than the one where I felt pretty bad at the end because I was kind of handcuffed into losing the tournament. So I'm going to wait. As the, uh, the buy-ins go up, John, as yeah. you start to drop 5K or 10K or whatever, Jesus. or 2,500, I guess, would be the next more reasonable level. Yeah. Generally, the structures are better. Generally, you start with more chips. Generally, the levels are slower. So, uh, I really just don't see myself playing tournaments until I have enough money to where that makes sense in my bankroll. Okay. Uh, however, when I do have enough money to where that makes sense in my bankroll, I will, you know, be looking forward to it because... I think I played great, and I think versus the field, right? If all I think about is like 
should I play this because everybody else is bad? If that was my only consideration, the answer would be yes. Yes, I should play all the tournaments ever because they're so fucking horrible. Um, like I said, that day too, I, I kind of ran into the, the table of death, but I don't know, 75-ish percent of the time that I have been spending playing tournament poker, I see some god-awful shit that is amazing to see. Like, wow. Uh, and I see some of that in cash games too and that's you know how I make my living but usually those people are wasted drunk when I look at what happened and I'm like what the fuck just happened right now usually that guy is blasted drunk and in these tournaments they were not dude it was like you know 11am they had their coffee like I don't know what the fuck man it was really weird so yeah that's me and tournaments right now so that's you in tournaments. So at the top of this show, you're like, hey, yeah, I got this event on this day, this event on that day. Are we redacting that? Are we no longer? Yeah, I'm done, dude. Done uh, I talked to my investors, and we all agreed. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they basically said, well, if you don't feel good about it, don't do it. Um, the 888 event, I think the structure, I, you could pull it up. I don't really care, but I, I looked back at the structure and it was pretty bad um, compared to what I played. And I was like, I don't want it. No way, dude. No way am I going to play that event because the structure is horrible. Joseph Alibaba, Burlingame, California. Yeah, I don't know how to change this, dude. Which side are you on? Are you on the... Enemum. Enemum? Uh Are you logged in? No. Ah, maybe I can try that. Ah... Uh... Interesting. Uh, and I'm also on your player profile on WSOP, but um, that's not what you want to change right now. Yeah, I don't want to change anything right now. I want them to fucking fix it. <clears throat> hey, uh, admin? You know, I'll just become a world-famous dude, and then I'll be like, hey, fuckers, fix it, and then they'll fix it, you know? I'll oh, just, like, I'll just send out one tweet, and then it'll get fixed, you know what I'm saying? Once, yeah, I'm, I mean, once I'm rich and famous. Tweets definitely affect uh, change. So that's something that you'd be able to change. Yeah, I'm, I'm only uh, 127,212th in the all-time United States money list. That's Just all. Just 127? <clears throat> that actually seems like a very low number. You know what I'm saying? Low is in bad or low is in you're up there? Global poker index rating. like... You're fairly up there. They, right. And I just cashed one time in one event. <laughs> uh, I think the old adage that 90% of poker players lose is accurate. Uh, accurate. Confirmed. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that. I don't, I don't think I have much to say about that. Unless you have questions, I would like, if you're down, John, to move if on I'm... to the what I did in cash games this week and moving on from world series of poker let's go to cash games yeah so i played some cash games uh since then dude i may have played literally one time that was on um monday 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 no i think i played thursday 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 I don't even fucking remember, but I played one or two times. I played some cash. People are bad. 
I won money. The end. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Get out of here! One place I played, and maybe this is a bad idea for me to say it, but hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's a bad idea, or we're maybe not, it's a good idea. We're not popular enough for me to care. I just don't care. Um, <clears throat> on Wednesday, there is a meetup game. Hashtag mug. Alright, mug poker, dude. Uh, for some vloggers, uh -huh. some poker vloggerinos, uh, Andrew Nimi and Brad Owen host an event at a place that nobody ever shows up to otherwise okay. called uh, Westgate here. Um, okay. And it goes from they don't have anybody in their casino to uh, the room is full uh here in the summer i think in non-summer months I've, I've been there one time i imagine it's more like what i what i saw that time where like they get a few tables um but this time it was like the room is jam-packed uh when i got there a half an hour early uh to get on the list there were already like 52 or 54 people oh, uh, on the list and most of them were there waiting so I was like, hey, bro, can I play some one, two while I wait or what? Yeah. And like, get me on the list. And they're like, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, there's a seat open. Uh, can I sit there? And he's like, even if there is a seat open, or I was like, it looks like there's a seat open. He's like, even if there's a seat open, it wouldn't be you. And this was, excuse me, this was the beginning of a lot of fucking attitude that I got that oh, night um from from floor people okay because they were busy and you know what i worked retail for like 10 years i know what it's like to be busy i know what it's like to be understaffed i know what it's like to have a stupid amount of customers in front of you uh that want stupid things i'm not that guy number one that wants stupid things and I'm not being impatient. I'm not a Black Friday customer, is basically what I'm trying to say. You're, you're and being I've, cooperative. And I've certainly been on the other end of that when uh, when somebody is being ridiculous. A lot, all the time. You know many stories of me interacting with those people. Confirmed. Um, and I'm not going to share that on the nope. internet. But nope. anyway, so I was like, okay, whatever. And then I like go and vape niche or some stuff like that right <laughs> and i come back by the way they don't allow smoking in their casino except for 90 percent of it it's really weird so oh, there's like sense. yeah there's like well no poker room you're allowed to smoke that's perfectly fine some sports books you're not allowed to smoke uh that's totally fine in uh food areas you're not allowed to smoke. That's perfectly fine. It makes sense. Okay. But here's what doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Here in, we go. Here we in go. all the walkways in between those places. Like like hallways? Yeah. They're broader and wider than hallways. In those areas, everywhere else in town, you can totally smoke, right? Once you enter the sports book, no smoking signs everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, once you and depends some sports books allow smoking you can smoke in the caesar sports book uh once you get into the food area hey don't smoke here you hey, know hey, what i'm hey. saying once you None get to the pool tables hey please don't smoke or some places 
yeah, just fucking smoke and play pool, dude. We don't give a fuck. Um, but this place, in the walkway, in between all these places, you're not allowed to smoke. And then they have like a smoker's lounge. But if you walk 100 feet the other way towards the slot machines and the blackjack and that, you can fucking smoke in 90% of the building, dude. Why is that? So I don't really get it. It's really weird. But I'm like vape nation down this pathway that I know I'm not allowed to do that. And people are like, hey, you're not allowed to do that. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Cause Sorry. <laughs> and then I just do it again later because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I do it in bathrooms, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I'm 100% not allowed to do that, but I just do it anyway because I don't care. And nobody else cares. Uh, I feel like there should be some some rules changes. Vapes are different from cigarettes, man. They just are. Vapes are very different from cigars. They're very different from tobacco pipes, okay? They're very different. Uh, but anyway, I want to tell the story of what the fuck Hi. went down with these floor people. Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, Push Comes to Vape, a uh, Vape Nation podcast. That's right. Uh, push Comes to Vape Nation. You know, I had a tough time in California. It was rough. The prices were going up, so I had to vape. <laughs> uh uh joe is approaching a year of being a vape professional that's right uh man what a life that would be anyway what a, what a life being a vape professional that's a thing by the way people, no it is I people know. are sponsored uh, i know i'm like i i know man uh that's way to me that's way goofier than being a video game professional because you're like you know good at a thing that has some value right just I guess being good at vaping has some value, but I just... I don't, I don't want to get into... Not yeah. as much. Uh, like, I, I guess people enjoy watching those competitions or whatever, you know? Or they imp- they want to buy your designer brand flavor, I guess. What's your... I don't fucking know. I don't I'm smoking a banana nut bread custard with coffee is my flavor. You're just making up. Thanks for asking. You're just making up words now. Well, I did make them make up the juice. I get custom juice for cheaper than the na- the normal box brand juice, dude. Vape niche. <laughs> so moving on from vape niche. Uh yeah yeah. So anyway, uh so I was at this place and the guys like being all you know upset about there being. 60 people in his room which he should be obviously super excited about hey we have people here yay yeah they're successful they're making more money they will continue to hire this man instead of firing him because they don't have any people show up ever uh anyway uh so then like you know 10 10 minutes later what up son um 10 minutes later i come back and now there's three people missing at the one two tables so i'm like hey dealer they don't fucking care about me uh (laughs) there's yes i am there's uh there's three there's three open seats two at one table one at the other one so i'm like hey can i get a can i sit down because i'm number two on the list and there's three seats and he's like yeah dude just sit down so i sit down i get some chips and I proceed to absolutely crush face at the one-two table. I made like 300 Gosh. bucks in like an hour or two or something. And destroyed. 
destroyed. Uh, so that went great. And then I eventually, so then I come back to the floor people over and over and over because I want to make sure on this 50 person deep list, uh, and you know, like 10 or 15 might just leave because they don't want to wait. I want to make sure that I get a table. Let me get on that. And they're doing some strange stuff. Typically when you have a list and you seat people, you delete the people that you seated off of the list. It doesn't appear they're doing that. What? Or maybe there was a list of people, like a hidden cool kids list, where they got oh, seated, and then, list. yeah, and then there was still 50 people, even when all the tables got filled. I don't really know what the hell was going on, but it maybe wasn't clear to me yeah. when it was my turn, right? So I go up there, and I'm like, hey, am I still on that list or what? And they're like, yeah, what's your name? Uh, Joe H. Yep, you're, you're still on the list. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, can you lock me up when I come up? Because I definitely want to sit down at 2-5. That's what I'm here for. Can we get a confirm? Can we get a confirm? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what? <laughs> because everywhere else in town, uh, if you ask somebody to lock you up, they will lock you up. And that means that they're gonna like write on a piece of paper and stick your name on the on the seat, and you get to, to wait. You get like twenty minutes basically. Where normally, if they call your name and you don't answer, they call your name, you don't answer. They call your name again, they'll say like final call. Uh, you get some buffer time. They I get additional time. buffer time, right? If I ask them beforehand, hey, can you lock it up? Uh, they said no and i was like what excuse me what do you mean uh and they're like yeah it's just so busy and i was like oh oh okay what? but when you call my name what happens if i'm not standing here and they're like well if you're not here we're gonna move on to the next person i was like whoa hold on bud i'm gonna be in the building for sure I'm but here. i might be smoking over there i have to pee sometimes dude i'm a human so, I got needs. So could you like lock me up? And they're like, no. Uh, but yeah, we'll give you a few minutes. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to keep coming back and bothering you guys since you refuse to lock me up. And then, you know, half an hour later, I go on a break, I come back or whatever it is. And over the next like two and a half hours, I probably asked them five or six times like, hey, am I still on that list or what? Hey. Hey. what's your name joe h what's your name joe h what's your name it just repeated over and over and over uh to the point where when i left uh and and i actually got some more attitude from them this guy was like well uh you know we're really busy man like and you're still way down on the list and i'm like how do i know that uh you you are the list holder dude how, how do i know that i it doesn't scroll down <laughs> And if only you cross people off when they're there and and you won't lock me up. So so how do I how do I know I'm still on there? And he's like, what's your name? Joe H. All right. Let me see. All right. OK. Yes, okay. Again. Um, and then like the sixth time that I ask, he's like. Yeah, you've asked a bunch of times before. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, did I ever give you a number on the list? And I was like, sure didn't. Can I have one? That'd be great if you would tell me what number I am on the list. So just all kind of fucking attitude, dude. 
Oh uh, my god. What? John. Yes. John. Yes. What? Everyone, we're going to take a short break. We're going to hang out. Yeah, Welcome back. Son in the chat, what's up? There I'm, he is. I'm going to answer you directly because I just realized I'm, I'm, I mean, I could be wrong because I'm very tired, but I'm pretty sure I had John muted for the entire show. And this episode's going to get cut. Uh, it's very Pinteresting. If I'm wrong about that, then that's fantastic. And there's going to be a weird, strange pause in the middle of the show. But uh, I think we're going to come back for another episode later. Did you change something just now, Joe? I unmuted you. Okay, because I was gonna say I heard myself just now, but we're okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna hang out here for a bit. Son, how are you? Any questions here? Live in the chat. Uh, but yeah, I'm just gonna finish my story. So story. they were assholes. Giving you attitude. They were giving me attitude, and then at the very end, I left. I played some two five. I did really well. I actually should have again crushed. I actually crushed. got one hand somehow. There were $900 in the middle, and I had ace-king, and my opponent had ace-jack, and I lost uh, because the jack came. Mm -hmm. So I should have actually had a lot more money that night, but I still made quite a profit. Great night. I enjoy playing at the meetup games because generally people are quite bad. And I'll go back next next week. Okie doke. You'll be, you'll be back at it again. Hashtag back at it again. Hashtag mute the stream. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm high. And like, well, well, I go back to the stream and then you can hear you. But I'm pretty sure that you were muted for an hour. 
you're fairly confident that I didn't even exist. Pretty sure it's just my voice, which would be fine if I knew that and you weren't here. <laughs> and I was like, hey, everyone, this is Joe. I'm going to tell you about my last week because John is busy. Solo stream. Solo stream. But that shit did not happen. I'm pretty sure I just muted you and you were asking questions and I was answering them. But the questions weren't we being could, asked. We could play it off and be like, oh, I was uh, reading off of the list here, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. About that. So uh, anything else you want to talk about, John, before I figure out how bad I screwed up and probably delete this? You know, uh, at this point, we have a couple new podcasts lined up here. We have Push Comes to Vape. <laughs> we have uh, our video. Push Comes to Vape Nash. Push comes to va vape nation. We have our Vidjacast. We have uh, Vidjacast. <laughs> yeah, you just got so tired of the the video game industry that you had to move away from it to truly appreciate video games. That's away. correct. Hey, uh, I'm. Did you know I'm a level seventy hunter in the you Burning did tell Crusade, me that. dude? Yeah, you told me that. Um, so what's your current? What are you doing now? Uh, I am leveling up my professions, mm. namely alchemy. I want to get the high level alchemies because some of those potions are pretty dope for dungeons. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, um, I mean. So I'm working on that. Uh, and then when my friends get on, we play dungeons. Last night we played one and I got two drops, one of which I don't know whether I should put it on my body or if I should sell it. And unfortunately, with how bind on equip works, uh, the stakes are high for me binding it to myself, right? So I don't know what to fucking do about that. But the other one was like, ooh, awesome. Like, how beneficial is upgrades. it for you to equip it? Well, that's what I don't know, right? The, the stats that it gives are different stats, but they're also positive. So one of them gives me agility and uh attack power okay and the other one gives me hit rating attack power and crit rating and i don't um, know how to calculate which one is better so you're at max level right now so yes. you want to make sure you're hit, you're hit capped otherwise you have shots that are missing um i don't remember the percentage that you need to in bc for level 74 your do you know what your hit cap is currently a, a hit cap like what is or your hit, hit rating? Your hit rating, I mean. My hit rating is sixty-two or something like that, seventy-two, and it says that against higher than level seventy opponents? Mm -hmm. Question mark. Or if it's maybe it's seventy, um, that I have a seven point two increased chance to hit. That's what that appears to mean. Um. Yeah. How do I see, I just don't know which one's better. Like, I think if I do the new one then it actually lowers my DPS against low-level enemies. Does that make sense? Because I won't have the agility. Hunters should aim for around 142 hits. I'm just looking at a different forum. Right. And that's what my friends were saying, was like, hey, we're going to get to the point where that is the most important. Like, you can't play if you don't have that stat. I would recommend hit before anything else. Including agility. Yes. Like agility right. is your main, but you got to be the first thing is make sure you're even hitting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm hitting, I'm hitting everything. I have max level 
whatever the fuck my, you know, arrows, right? And then I have 7.6%, you know, more. But yeah, I, I guess I see what you guys are saying is maybe when we start to play the elite dungeons, the bosses and such, now the, the levels are above 70 and I need, um, what was it? 120, you said? 150? 120, I think is the one I've had. So maybe I need that to hit 100%, whereas now I don't against so i can just switch yeah and sell my old one to a vendor and wave also 50 gold goodbye also yeah for, for these kind of drops if you can if it's boe yeah find an equip just equip it if you're gonna sell it it's only 50 gold to a vendor as opposed to like an auction house and i don't know how strong the economy is uh, uh very strong oh yeah so search, it makes a huge item. difference search actually search for the item then oh in the auction house i could auction. do that first now remember you don't want to look for like quick striders legs of agility just you don't search for of agility just search for like the base item because there's different variants of that yeah except preferably i want to see what the pricing of exactly mine is i mean i True. can check both check both that way you know what yeah price you're gonna put it out hi everyone welcome to push comes to uh, uh wowcast push comes to joe screws up the stream twice what? twice in a year now dude in was less than a year? year less than a year oh yeah that twice was twice in less October. than a year no hold on Completely that one was october fucking 10th boss shit excellent wow, wow. uh you didn't do it 36 times yeah usually i just put the upload i just upload the things late you know, that's my standard strat is just upload Text. all the episodes really randomly timed. It looks like <laughs> the last four were two on one day and and two on like, you know, two or three weeks later. I'm really bad at uploading, but, uh, you know, you nobody's know. tweeted me their their nasty feet yet to say, where did you even really... get that phrase? Tweet your feet. One of my buddies was saying it a bunch. He was saying, tweet tweet me your feet. And I was like, you don't even have a Twitter. And he's like, tweet it to at real Donald Trump. And like, that was the joke. That was it. Tweet <clears throat> das feet. Uh, so yeah, sorry, John. I screwed up your whole entire life. I apologize. Well, I'm just going to just cry myself to bed now. Man, what a disappointment. <sighs> well. That I am. I, I would sign off uh, with everyone and say bye bye. I'm just gonna <laughs> just dismantle the set in front. This has probably been a deleted episode of Push Comes to Shove Poker Cast number thirty six. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone uh, for joining us. It's just play for with joining me and not not John's voice. Not John for the majority. <laughs> of I think. We're going to go back, and this could be real bad if I didn't meet you. Yeah. If both either were true. I'm just talking complete shit about myself and our show while still live. <laughs> while right, still live and uploading it. Let's cut it. Let's cut it. All right, then, late. But. <laughs>